I can also just say Tom Brady sucks. Yeah, yeah. Bring a little more drama there. Great. And why does he suck? Oh, I'll tell you why he sucks. <laughs> Welcome, welcome everyone to the Out of Your League podcast. Listening now even by our own Lania Zambrano. We got a little text from her that she loves it, so just shouting out there. Uh, it's a glorious uh, Tuesday morning here, and um, we all know the news. We know that the Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady and... He's seven rings now. Um, he's out there. And Vivian, you are a six-time champion in fantasy football, so now he has more rings than you. How are you feeling about it? How does that make you feel? Um, you know, I'm just going to have to go for my seventh. I got to pull Brady. You're very playing. young. Yeah, you still have a long <laughs> yeah, career ahead of you. <laughs> but yeah, you're six you're gonna go for your seven he says he's gonna go for his eighth so yeah it's gonna be hard to keep up but what you've done in fantasy is also pretty impressive six six fantasy football championships when everything is luck and i don't know it's it's amazing so so it's hard but congratulations to to you too (laughs) again uh so how are you how are you feeling um i'm doing well uh I was disappointed, not by the results of Mm -hmm. the game on Sunday, but I think a lot of us were a little bit disappointed about the actual gameplay. I do have to say, if anybody took bets based on uh, mine and Milton's predictions, congrats to you, Mm -hmm. um, because we did call it the Bucks win. It was a little closer. Yeah, like three (laughs) points or something, but... uh... We didn't see this coming because basically the Chiefs have Patrick Mayholmes and he's a magician. He can turn the game around anytime. So, so, but not this time. Not this yeah. time. Yeah, I think we've we're all starting to learn that you know football's football's a fairly simple game. You got. <laughs> 22 large men running around a field for like 60 minutes and at the end of it tom brady wins <laughs> well it's a little more complex it's uh... so um let's get to the game no let's get because, yeah let's uh, talk about the game i'm not gonna talk too much about tom brady we are going to have a, a spectacular face-off with tobin our own resident tobin he has some very strong words and we're gonna have a special segment after this part of the podcast where we're gonna face him off. Okay, so I'm gonna save all my all my TV stuff for later, but I'm just gonna keep it objective. <laughs> and my, my own take is that, yeah, uh, this whole playoff run uh, it was disappointing. We had all this big game schedule, whether it was uh, Lamar Jackson versus uh, the Bills, and that was totally not what we expected uh, we had drew Brees versus tom brady and, tom, and, the, and the saints just didn't do anything so all these games have been like that there, there wasn't really a close game probably the packers versus buccaneers was probably them and the chiefs versus the browns were probably the best games we had this whole season but um yeah following that trend the super bowl was not as exciting as some people would have wanted it to be. I was tense till the end because, again, that's my respect I have for Patrick Mahomes. That guy can turn around the game in like six minutes, so that's all he needed. But so till the end, till he wasn't sealed and contained and everything was said and done, I wasn't going to celebrate. I was just stuck to the TV with my hands sweaty and just with my heart pounding till I heard that final whistle. Um, so to me, it was exciting because I'm in, <laughs> you know why? I hardly ever, uh, and if you notice this, Vivian, this is the first game that Tom Brady's involved that he has an easy game. Uh, he's the last six games, it's up to him to lead the team with a six, with a final 
two minute drive or whatever to win a game. This time it wasn't necessary, so that there wasn't no drama here. Um, no last minute antics, no last minute interception or overtime or whatever. He's won all kinds of flavors of last minute games, but not this time. This time it was easy. Uh, the Buccaneers were just a machine in the defense. They had a simple game plan. Don't let them score fast and make them take their time. And and that was it. That was it. But still, Patrick Mahomes did some amazing th things, amazing throws, like defying gravity and physics. It's just too sad that the defend that his receptors, receivers, sorry, didn't have the same magic in them. Yeah, you know, last week we were kind of talking about the matchup and, you know, Kansas City very obviously has great weapons on their team. Um, the Bucks obviously also have great offensive weapons. And we were talking about how this game was going to be, it was going to come down to the defense. And honestly, like Todd Bowles is the real MVP of this game because the Buccaneers defense was playing like Apple. It was Crazy. Brady was pressured on 9.5% of dropbacks in the first half, whereas Mahomes was pressured 57% of the time. And he actually ran like Mahomes ran like over 400 yards um, yeah. during the game, which is just insane. And, you know, it kind of reminded me of when the Bills played the Chiefs, where you saw Josh Allen, he was just getting pressured. He's trying to move the ball, he was trying to make throws, his receivers couldn't catch, and he was. It was just too much. Like the offensive line wasn't there for him, and he, he couldn't make plays. That's true. It's funny you mentioned Todd Bowles. He was terrorized by Tom Brady. Well, they well he was the head coach for the Jets. So that's another. Like all these people, just you know what? We're gonna go to Tom Brady's side and play <laughs> for him. You had the other guy. Um, I'm gonna bust his name because I'm so bad at Endomaka Sue. Is that how you say his name? Endomaka. <laughs> yeah, right. He was also with the Dolphins for a long time and trying to terrorize Tom Brady, but it was the other way around. So he was like, ah, F it, I'm just going with him too. So you had all these people. You know what? If you can beat him, join him. So those people are smart. Yeah, it's crazy though. If you look at how the Chiefs have been playing this year and just the past couple years, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened to the Chiefs offense. Like, to score zero touchdowns um, in a, in any game, but let alone, like, the Super Bowl, it's just wild. And this is actually um, Mahomes' first zero touchdown game ever and yeah. his first uh, double-digit loss since he played at Texas Tech in 2016. Wow. even college? Yeah, even college. <sighs> He might be broken by now. <laughs> That's what Tom Brady did too. Remember Russell Wilson? Um, like, was it four Super Bowls ago? Mm -hmm. And they were like the favorites. And that's when Tom Brady won with that last minute interception from Malcolm Butler. And they were saying, uh, Russell, um, back then, Russell Wilson was considered the best quarterback. And like, he was going to win multiple Super Bowls. I mean, he still can, but time has passed him. And it's hard to get there. It's hard to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And so once you go through that Tom Brady uh, experience, and I don't know if they are the same ever again. I think that's interesting that you liken him to Russell Wilson because, yeah, I can definitely see parallels there. And, you know, what happened with the Seahawks then was they try to keep that whole um, team together, but the salary cap really mm -hmm. ruined it for them. And, you know, the Chiefs have been killing it with the Mahomes, Kelsey, like Tyreek Hill yep. trio, but you know, down the line, like something's got to give. They're not, they got to make some, you know, room for cap space and fill in the holes where it's needed. Yeah, they have a tough road ahead. And the other thing I want to comment is how Andy Reid, back in the day, especially when he was with the Eagles, he had this thing about coaching and his clock issues, and he really messed up this time. He mm -hmm. gave Tom Brady, you never give Tom Brady the ball before the half <laughs> is over. And he called timeout in third and two. He called a timeout. And that and, and I was like, what the? I just was like screaming at the TV because I couldn't believe it. Are, are you nuts? Just go to the halftime with a slight lead. It's an eight-point game. 
instead of that, uh, well, you know what? You give the ball to that killer and he'll just do it. It's just like giving a bone to a dog. Okay, fine, I'll take it. So that was, he, he got out coach. And then he could have run the ball, but he was just passing the ball all the time. He, he just went back to that trend he used to have in Philadelphia. So uh, Andy Reid got out coached by Bruce Arians, a.k.a. Darth Vader and Chubby. Thing. Let's get into some, I, I found some fun Super Bowl facts. You want to get into some fun Super Bowl facts? Yeah, let's do it. Fun Super Bowl facts. So the first one, which um, I was kind of waiting for going into the game, um, anticipating it, but LeSean McCoy just won back-to-back rings without playing a single snap in either Super Bowl, and I think that is hilarious. That guy, just follow the money. Just follow the money. Like, yeah. he can walk around and he's like, I got two Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. No, like, 20 years from now, like, nobody's going to ask for the game tape. Nobody's going <laughs> to, people aren't going to look into that. It's just like, oh, cool, this guy's got Super Bowl rings. That's so cool. Give us another fact. Um, so, everyone who scored a point for the Buccaneers during the Super Bowl was not on this team 11 months ago. Oh, so yes. you got Tom Brady, you got Leonard Fournette, you got Gronk- Gronkowski, uh, Antonio Brown, and Ryan Seckup. None of those guys um, were on the team last year. And everybody who scored a touchdown was basically recruited by Tom Brady. Basically, uh-huh. they got Brady, and then yeah. you know he recruited Fournette, and Gronk, and AB. And it was actually kind of fun and funny to see because I think during this playoff run, playoff Lenny, playoff Lenny has been making moves during the regular season. We didn't see a lot of Fournette, like a lot of the carries went to Rojo. Um, but during the playoff run, Gronk's been doing a, a majority of the blocking and then, you know, AB hasn't really shown up here and there, but I just thought it was real cute that for the Super Bowl, you know, Brady's looking at his guys he's got you know his best friend and then he's got ab who's his roommate and he's looking at them to get the touchdowns yep and some of them even stayed at his house so that's good teammate <laughs> yeah but the the bucks are now the first team with four 30 point games in a postseason what? and they're the first team to beat three super bowl mvp quarterbacks in a single postseason Yep. So they went through Brees, Rodgers, and now Mahomes. And Brady is now the first player in NFL history with 50 pass touchdowns in a season, including playoffs. That's just amazing. Yeah, the, the road to get here wasn't easy. They were all visitor games. Like, they had to go on the road. They had to take on the nasty Washington defense with Chase Young that was hungry to beat up Tom Brady. Uh, then they had to go to uh, New Orleans with Tom Brady's nemesis, uh, Drew Brees, that tries to keep his Tom Brady's pace, but at 41, he's, he can't do it anymore. But still, that was a good team, a great defense, and they had to go through that, and the noise in the in the stadium, uh, what is it called, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And then you had to go all the way to Lambeau, that's freezing cold, with the MVP and Devontae Adams, and, and they also went through them, so that's an impressive, impressive run. That I guess just they just got crowned with an easy game. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl by winning those three other games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Buck. I think the Bucks came together as a team, like mm-hmm. at just the right time. Because you know, beginning of the season, it was a little bit of a rough start. People were like. Oh, maybe maybe Brady can do it. Maybe he can't. It didn't look like the team was really gelling. They weren't really clicking, but um, everything everything worked out. And um, I really liked actually the post game interview. It was kind of funny when they they were talking to Bruce Arians and they were like, "Hey, coach, you know what adjustments did you make after Week Twelve in order to beat the Chiefs?" And Arians is basically like, "Look, man, I didn't shit. Like, I just work here." <laughs> um, and honestly, I think that was Arians' like smartest move. I think earlier in the season, 
you, you know, I think everybody knew there was clashing between Arians and yeah, Brady. Totally. Arians talking all this like trash about Tom Brady. For, it was just like it's it was a weird dynamic. Like you could see it in the like the media mm -hmm. coverage, so you know some weird stuff is like going on in the locker room. But I think you know for Arians to just come around and become like in for his role to change to just like team management and overall organization and you know kind of let Brady and Leftwich run the offense and Todd Bowles running the defense like that's what clicked for them that's what really brought the team together yeah it seemed like that by week 12 they kind of had what is it the word I'm looking for like reconciled or kind of come to an agreement okay we'll do some of this because in the end, still, Tom Brady was doing some of Bruce Arians stuff that's just bombs away. Uh, again, at 43, he was he was the best uh, deep ball passer this this season, which is pretty amazing. And um, so he was still like, okay, I'll give you my big long throws as you want them, and but then let me also do my thing. I think they find that they found that balance in the end, and it it was a beauty. Yeah, it's pretty great, and you know, um, if they can keep the team together tom brady already said you know he's coming yep. back coming back right away. uh mike evans right after the game has already offered to reduce his salary so he can keep this team together because they do have obviously a few free agents um going into the off season he wants to catch a super bowl touchdown pass he didn't he could have but he, <laughs> he got interfered <laughs> yeah I, I mean he? i think he just happy to be here right like he's like finally Ooh, he loves like, <laughs> he loves tom brady he loves everything that's happening right now because that guy's talented he's a beast but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah he was so frustrated with um what is the previous quarterback uh james the james winston experience he was james so, winston <laughs> he was so frustrated so yeah, yeah i like that so do you think do you think brady will do it do you think he'll come back for his eighth ring next season Oh yeah, yeah, he, he's he's doing it, and Gronk, everyone is coming back, and they'll be more jailed, I mean, jailed. Uh, so I don't know. Again, getting to the Super Bowl is really hard. Um, there's gonna be better teams, more preparation. I mean, hopefully this COVID thing is a little less intense in summer, so teams can get to training and stuff. You will have the Rams. That's gonna be a tough team. They could make it to the Super Bowl themselves in LA. With their new acquisition, uh, Matthew Stafford. We already talked about that last week, but there's going to be lots of competition out there. Yeah. So, you know, they already uh, released the odds for the 2022 Super Bowl. <laughs> I saw they have the Chiefs right on top. Yep. Chiefs are favored at plus 550. And then uh, we got the Bucks and the Packers tied at plus 900. Wow, no Rams. Wow. Man, <laughs> I would bet that I don't think the Chiefs will be good next year. They'll be a little banged up and they'll have to regroup and rethink their strategy a little bit. I'm calling don't it let, people right now. Don't let Janelle hear you. Oh, well, see, that's the issue with players like Patrick Mahomes. They get hit too much. And he, you could already see his body starting to fall apart a little bit in, by the Super Bowl. His toe, he was limping. He was, he, yeah, because he gets a lot of punishment. So For sure. And they well, need that guy healthy at 100%. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, what we saw over the weekend was that Brady and the Bucks, they definitely smashed that belief that like the nfl dream team concept can't pay off with like an immediate super bowl i think you know last week we were talking about um all of the the qb rumors and the trades that are going to happen in the off season and how you can essentially talk any team into thinking that they're just one you know franchise quarterback away from um mm -hmm. a super bowl and brady proved that but um some... Are you listening, 49ers? Are you listening to Vivian? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, there's some. There was some QB movement, or at least rumors, happening too, um, in the midst of all the the Super Bowl. 
craziness. Which, mm. by the way, are we allowed to say super <laughs> now? Look, I'm gonna bleep you out just in case. I don't want to get in trouble now that Lainey is listening to this podcast too. So I'm just gonna keep it low. But apparently, you can, as long as we're not making money out of it. I don't know. I'm just gonna stay on the safe side, like with my music. <laughs> I'm not putting any music out there that's not royalty free. But okay, let's do some news. Yes. So, um, some trade rumors and speculations happening over the weekend. So, um, the Eagles have been in talks with a couple of teams about Carson Wentz. So, it was reported that both the Colts and the Bears are interested in Carson Wentz. And prior to the Super Bowl, it was looking like it was likely there was, or it looked like there was a possibility of Carson Wentz to the Bears um, in exchange for Nick Foles in a first. But then, <laughs> but oh, then the man. Eagles. Um, they basically said that they're looking for Matthew Stafford package. Matthew Stafford, that big trade, has mm -hmm. officially set the standard for all these other teams, apparently. Um, and they're asking for two firsts and a third for Carson Wentz. That's what they think they deserve. And what are your it. thoughts on that? <laughs> not worth it. He's not worth it. Those are all my only thoughts. Carson Wentz is a cancer. Don't bring him to your team. Don't do it. He didn't even win the Super Bowl. He didn't do it. That was caught. That was, well, that was like, that was a great season for him when they did go to the That was like, you know, MVP season. But that was really his only like great season. And coming off of 2020, this is his worst season that he's ever had as a pro. Like he only had 16 touchdowns. We had 15 interceptions and a 72.8 passer rating, and he got benched for Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the Eagles are thinking that they can get two first and a third yeah. for Carson Wentz is just, like, ridiculous. So we'll see how that plays out. But they already got rid of their uh, their head coach. That was the good guy there, uh, Doug Peterson, to keep Carson Wentz. And now, they don't want, and now they're going to wind up with nothing. This team is just a disaster. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, would not want to be an Eagles fan. No, no, thanks. <laughs> for I don't sure. Know. Yeah, sorry, Ben Sirkin, and I don't know any other Philadelphia fans out there in Firewood. <laughs> I feel for you. Um, we feel for yeah, you. Yeah, we do. Um, and then there was a interesting um, interview that happened on the Dan Patrick show. So Russell Wilson... Hmm. Um, Russell Wilson was asked if he thinks that teams have called the Seahawks about trading for him. And he said, yeah, I definitely believe that they've gotten calls for sure. And he said, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a Seahawks <laughs> question. So that like That's set crazy. everybody into an uproar. It was like, oh my gosh, like. Now, you know, people, fans, fan bases are thinking, like, could we get Russell Wilson? <laughs> that would be amazing. That's another great talent. From Cincinnati. I just learned that this whole weekend that Russell Wilson is from Cincinnati. So, but I think he's staying with the Seahawks. They're not that crazy. You know, he's just a little mad, right? I, I hear he wants to have more involvement, like Tom Brady probably did, like picking players and stuff. I think he wants that kind of power. Yeah, I think for Russ, you know, like you said with Mahomes, like he's getting hit a lot. He even said, I think he said in the interview, he's like, I'm frustrated with getting mm -hmm. hit too much. And yeah. Russ is still, well, Russ did not play well for like half the season and nobody really noticed when under the radar. But <laughs> I mean, he's still a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. And I think this Maybe. is kind of like make it or break it for him, you know, like if he keeps getting hit the way he is um, playing on this team, like, he's going to regress and he's going to have to retire. He's, and he doesn't want to go out like that. Mm -hmm. That's one thing with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, I know people say it's a trend, but in the end, it's like you said, Vivian, it's basic football in the pocket trenches and biggest guys win. Yeah. So 
we'll see. Um, not a lot of other news um, on the QB front. Deshaun Watson still, still no claims for him yet. I think, I don't know. We'll see. Keep an eye on that one. Um, Matt Ryan, there's potential for Matt Ryan okay. to be leaving the Falcons. So something that we'll definitely want to keep an eye on. Um in the next couple of weeks. And Drew Brees but, still hasn't announced his retirement. So this it's is still true. in the air. <laughs> you never know. I just, you know, I said it that week and I'll say it again. It really broke my heart to see, you know, Drew Brees go out like that um, against Brady. And then, you know, him looking back at, you know, an empty Superdome and not even having like the fans around for the support, that's just sad. So I really hope it's not his last game, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. And then we had the Hall of Fame inductees, right? Mm -hmm. Amongst yeah. them, your boy, Peyton Manning. Peyton that Manning. had to see the game, another Super Bowl that Tom Brady wins <laughs> over Peyton Manning, his nemesis for a long time. Then we also had um, Megatron, another player that played after Tom Brady started playing the league and retired way before with another great <laughs> receiver there. So, and Charles Woodson, right? He also mm -hmm. started with Tom Brady and then retired, and then this guy just keeps going. So that's kind of funny. Three inductees that have seen Tom Brady win it all in their lifespan within the NFL. Oh, yeah. um, we had some other awards. Um, On awards. Uh, ahead of the Super Bowl weekend as well. So Walton Pay Walter Payton, man of the year, uh, went to Russell Wilson. It's a good guy overall, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, MVP went to Aaron Rodgers. Amazing. Um, who may or may not be engaged. I don't know if you saw his yes, uh, I did. speech. And I think that's all anybody got out of it. Everyone was like, wait. Did he say fiance? Oh, Is he engaged? Uh, we don't know. I, don't, oh, I okay. haven't seen anything aside from him saying fiance in his uh, speech. So uh -huh. mm. then we got the rookie of the year, which went to Justin Herbert. Uh, some debate over that one. I think a lot of people were rooting for Justin Jefferson, but you know, it's for these awards, like it's, it's tough, you know. I feel like the QBs always get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's unfair. I know. Like, <laughs> like the Buccaneers, the, the the defense is the one that should have won the MVP. Basically, you can't do it then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, offensive Player of the Year, we have Derek Henry. Um, defensive Player of the Year, we have Aaron Donald. Comeback Player of the Year, um, to the no one's surprise, mm -hmm. Alex Smith. Like Beautiful. they should just. Named the award after him. Uh, yeah, I and, like it. <laughs> and then coach of the year was Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski, the most best looking coach out there. So handsome. All right. Thank you for the news. So as promised, as promised, we have one of Firewood's icons here with us. Because it took Tom Brady to bring him out of his or something. We got that beer he's sporting. Looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. Uh-huh. Uh, you know his voice. That silky smooth voice that Tobin has. Yes, he puts his hoodie on. Now he's on full Obi-Wan Kenobi mode. Uh, copywriter. Uh, amazing narrator. Just overall San Franciscan vibe kind of guy. Amazing. We have the almighty Tobin with us. How are you, Tobin? This yeah. is your segment, Tobin versus the world. All right. Well, thank you for having me on board. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to do this. And I'm excited to take the world on one topic at a time. Yeah. So your topic fresh off the oven is Tom Brady. Mm. You argue that Tom Brady sucks. Stinks sucks weak wow. lame even after he won a seven <laughs> super bowl well with the another Bay buccaneers won this won a super bowl yes. i know yes we'll we'll get into that but so let's go round one let's see 
you say you have four pages of uh, notes. Let's see how fast you can go through it. All right, I, I did my due diligence, man. Yes, bring it on. Come all on. right, so I, 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 I submit before all listeners, <laughs> Tom Brady sucks, Patriots suck, the AFC East sucks. Well, yeah, they do suck. Football itself sucks. What? And Boston sucks. All right. Uh, but we're only going to Wait, wait, wait. I, hold on, hold on. I can't tell. What exactly do you hate, Tobin? Do you hate Tom Brady? Do you just hate the state of Massachusetts? Like, I'm, Apparently, I'm just a hater. You hate football? I I have I do we should debate football. I have real issues with football. And that is as a former all city San Francisco high school football player. Wow. So I, I come from a state of knowledge. Yeah. All right, but anyways, let's get back to Tom Brady. Yeah. So I will concede Tom Brady has had an illustrious career. And I will concede he's the most successful quarterback of all time. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, ten-time conference champ, three-time league MVP, four-time Super Bowl MVP. Wife is a supermodel. He's got a big old dimple in his chin. Kind of America's ideal of a successful man. Good work, Tom. But he's not this. He is not the best athlete ever. He's not the best football player ever. And he's not even the best quarterback ever. The most successful, but he's not the best. I have three proof points. Three okay. pillars of an argument so airtight, Milton, that I'm going to turn you into a Brady apologist instead of a super fan. Bring it on. I know All my right. history. So here we go. What makes a good quarterback the greatest? To me, there's three requirements. You got to have the numbers. You got to have the intangibles. And you got to be worthy of adoration and or respect, preferably both. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the numbers. Brady won seven Super Bowls. If we discount this past weekend's results, which we're going to get to shortly, he's won six by an average of 4.8 points, less than a touchdown a game, less than two field goals a game, less even than a field goal and a safety a game. Safe to say he basically eked out all of his wins. And in his first four Super Bowls, he won by an average of 3.25 points. It's just a field goal better. You know who scores field goals? Kickers. You know who doesn't score field goals? Quarterbacks. It's not greatness. He got victories. He has the rings. But he was not great in all of those games. Quick contrast. Quick contrast. San Francisco boy here. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls. He didn't lose any, by the way. And he won those Super Bowls by an average of 19 points. It's more than three touchdowns. I know. And he never threw an interception in a football, in a Super Bowl. So that's greatness. Against my Bengals twice, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's let's now get to this. The outlier was this past weekend's 31-9 drubbing of the Chiefs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, we can bicker about the crappy calls that they refs bailed out Brady, taking Mm -hmm. away an interception, giving him a second chance at throwing a touchdown after a stupid neutral zone infraction. Stupid from the Chiefs. But here's the thing. Brady didn't beat the Chiefs because the Bucs defensive line beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Right. Brady threw for what, 195 yards? 201. What? 201. That's not what I saw. Oh, they, I, I think you're reading the Fox News stats, not the real, <laughs> real stats. All right, I'll fact Anyways, check Anyways, Fournette averaged 5.5 yards a carry. He had 140 yards. Brady fumbled. He had an interception. It was overturned, but he had an interception. His quarterback <laughs> rating was only 81.8. Only? Yeah, only. The top is what, 123? No, that's QBR that you're talking about. There's, yeah. there's rating and QBR. So QBR, like, 9 is pretty good, actually. Like, 100 is the top. Okay, great. So he had a B minus. Uh, that's not greatness. A B plus, basically. No, 81.8 if 100 is an okay. A plus. Got it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I used to be a teacher, too. Don't, don't challenge corrected. me, Milton. Stand corrected. Stand All corrected. Right. So 
Anyways, the point was he didn't need to be great. He wasn't great. His team won. Good for him. Seventh Super Bowl. One other thing to just deal with here is the fact that Brady played most of his career with the best football mind and the cheatingest son of a bitch of his generation in Belichick. They played in the AFC East, which was like the worst division in football for that in for two decades straight. The Dolphins still miss Larry Zonka. The Bills can't hit a field goal. Anyways, the whole, the whole division stinks. <laughs> so, of course, he looked good in comparison. So, simply put, he had a lot of success, but he rarely achieved greatness by the numbers. So, let's talk about intangibles. Two quick stories. The greatest moment in Brady's career, I think you'll agree with this, was the comeback in Super Bowl 51. Mm-hmm. His team was trailing 28-3 to in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And Brady gave his offense a speech, a stirring speech to drive his men to victory, to inspire them. But uh, we are Sparta, right? But yeah, that's what yeah. great Guess men what do. He said, Guess what he said? He said, gotta play tougher, gotta play harder, harder, tougher, everything, everything we've got. Mm-hmm. That is a crappy speech. That's like a Pop Warner coach speech. <laughs> like a, it's like a Pop Warner quarterback speech. That's what a 10-year-old would say. It's obvious, insipid, it's dumb. Oh my, God. my ears bleed. All right, I'm going to switch it up. An- another story, quickly. The greatest moment in Joe Montana's uh, career, right? Super Bowl 23, three minutes and 20 seconds on the clock, trailing 16-13, And he's at his own eight-yard line. And I'm going to let Harris Barton, who was a starting tackle on that team, tell the rest of the story. He said, Joe looks at me and he goes, hey, H. I go, what? He goes, check it out. Look down there in the other end zone. You see him? There's John Candy down there in the end zone. And sure enough, the whole huddle turns around, looks down there, and there's John Candy eating popcorn at the end of the stadium. (laughs) And we're like, yeah. That is John Candy. Look at that. And then the official blows the whistle and the play starts. And you know what they did? He made his, he made his teammates realize that he was so cool, so in control, like a pickled cucumber, easy, breezy, fresh, and easy. They were like, whatever, dude, we got this. And then they drove 92 yards for winning touchdown. That's Joe Montana. His previous pass before that touchdown pass could have been an interception that the Bengals dropped, by the way. Yeah, well, everybody has a little bit of luck. Exactly. Let me point. All right. Final point. So that's those are intangibles. I, I submit Brady doesn't have great intentions. Final point, <laughs> or durability and respectability. So I will concede that Tom Brady is kind of objectively adorable and that he's handsome and, again, that stupid dimple, and he looks like an old Abercrombie and Fitch model. But is he worthy of adoration and respect? I submit one piece of evidence, and it's a tweet. Here comes the Trump. Tweet from Uncovering the Truth. Quote, Tom Brady walked into the stadium without a mask. Tom Brady's company, TB12, took $960,000 in PPP loans during the pandemic. Shortly after, Tom purchased himself a yacht. Tom supported Trump. I don't see how anyone no, can look past Tom's awful behavior and root for him. He's a great athlete, but a terrible human being. <laughs> I rest my case. Okay, round one over. Whoa. Oh, Tobin, 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 Tobin. I'm going to have you for lunch right now. Mm-hmm. So, you say that intangibles what was this all this i don't even know oh my gosh let's start from backwards the trump argument so tom brady yes here's the thing with the stupid trump before he was president he was friends with so many football players because that more likes football so bad that he went to own a team the nfl never gave it to him he had the usfl and he tanked it himself he sucks no one wants him, but he has all his friends, including nowadays Lamar Jackson, because he just follows anyone. Whoever is great, he starts like giving them candy and then they go. 
So yeah, they had a friendship back when they, he was Tom Brady was young and stuff. But you know, at the end, everything broke down. They never even went to the White House twice that Tom Brady won. He just let let him stand there in his little White House with his little burgers. No one came. Uh, so that's it. I mean, that's the thing. Tom, uh, Trump has infected so many things that he's not reached. Like my other idol, Brett Favre, he's he's a true Trump supporter. That's so sad. That guy does wear a red mag. You really know how to pick those quarterbacks, don't you? Uh, well, you know who's Republican and probably supported Trump? Joe Montana. I guarantee Joe Montana didn't support Trump. They are registered Republicans. And Steve Young even did a speech for a Republican thing back in 2000. So these guys, everyone, like it's Peyton Manning is a Republican. I don't know. It's just football. They're good Christian kids from Southern universities, and that's what they get in their brains. So that's the sadness about football. I agree with you that there's issues with football, yes. Now, Tom Brady, he is the most successful quarterback ever. You don't need to be an athlete to win you as a quarterback. I mean, that's what receivers and running backs are for. That's why your linemen are there for. A quarterback is the brain, the master the overseer of how things are going. In Spanish, we call them Mariscal de Campo. That means the field general, because they're the ones leading their troops. They're the ones that keep their cool. They're the ones that master looking at defenses, making adjustments over time, and leading six times. I know you brought this argument that he only won by three points or whatever. He made Super Bowls fun again. Before that, it was just blowouts by NFC teams. All the time. Yeah, because they had they had great quarterbacks, and the AFC just sucked. It was just sucky. I mean, I I know it. I've I've felt that pain for but 15 we're not, years. But we're not okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. So again, he drove six times his team to the final, whatever you want to call it, field goal, uh, touchdown pass, running play. But it's all a team effort. So. Like I told you in a in tweet, uh, I mean, in the chat, big men elevate their whole team around. They don't need to bring this fire sermon preach thingy to like, like, they just follow his example. And he's worthy of my adoration. A lot of my success as a person, I owe it to Tom Brady because I follow his example. I go to bed at 8.30, I wake up at five. I'm the first one and the last one to do everything. I do everything to the max. I have a blue chip on my shoulder because just like him, I was never wanted. I was always the little guy. Even here, looking for a job, no one wanted me till fire would pick me up from like the sixth or seventh round or whatever. So yeah, just like him, I have a chip and I want to just keep going at it, at it. So yeah, he he's given me that fire and I just respect him for that. And thus rest my case. Uh, well, that was a good argument. I thank you, Milton. <laughs> nah, we're doing good. What's your take on all this, Vivian? Tom Brady broke one of your boys, Peyton Manning, right? Back in the day, they were like nemesis. I mean, the media made the mouse be nemesis, but you know, the Manning brothers are also the two quarterbacks who have beat Tom Brady in playoffs. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Peyton, it was his little brother that had the revenge. That's true. But yeah, Joe Montana won four. Joe Montana is great. I I grew up hating him as a kid because that's what kids do. But I outgrew myself. I became wiser, older. And now I have all the respect for Joe Montana and regret all the games that I cheer for him to get hurt. And I didn't even enjoy him playing. You see how bad I was? But I grew over that because that's what wise men do. And now I respect his game. You're such a bad person, Milton. I was a bad person, but <laughs> I cheered when he one got more argument as to why Tom Brady is not the greatest. Uh, he got beat twice by Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Eli uh, Manning isn't even a Hall of Fame quarterback. Again, Manning's a joke. You bring that quarterbacks don't win games, right? So now I'm going to turn into you. That wasn't Eli Manning winning. It was a whole team effort, just like everything. And it was respectful. The Giants brought this huge defense, just like the Buccaneers did this time, that just 
overpowered the Patriots back in the day with Spagnolo, which, by the way, Tom Brady had a revenge on in this Super Bowl. Well, good for Tom. But this is the point, and I think we'll agree on this. It's kind of stupid to talk about uh, greatest ever in the football space, right? Because of the fact that it's such a team sport. Yeah. And so much goes into it. And I would argue that, and I don't have a, a perfect memory for all this stuff, but I, Tom Brady's Super Bowls, as you said, were super exciting. I think the <sighs> fact that he won the ones he won and lost the ones he lost, all of them were a coin flip. Yep. Right. The, the when the Seahawks got the interception in the end zone, it was yep. basically a foregone conclusion that they were going to lose. When the Atlanta Falcons, for whatever reason, went into prevent defense for 30 minutes, which is like the dumbest thing to do when your defense has been crushing people. Right. Like so consistent. And I there was the weren't they in the Rams game where the guy got to like the one yard line when he got tackled right before scoring? The yes. winners always are accompanied by luck. There's this element of luck that winners have, just like Joe Montana had luck. It's part of the whole component that makes you who you are. The greater you are, the more luck, positive blessings, whatever you want to call it, you attract. That's just a fact of life, Tovin. That's why you stay positive. No, I agree. I, I, will for the agree best. I will agree with that. But there's the same reason that you don't root for Darth Vader in Star Wars. Oh, I root, I rooted root for Darth Tom Vader Brady in Star Wars. Bill Belichick. When I you're part Darth of the evil Vader. empire, you have to support the Rebel Alliance, baby. And that's everybody else in the NFL who's been trying to take down Brady and Belichick for the last 20 years. My last argument, he was picked last, unlike Peyton Manning or uh, Joe Montana. Well, Joe Montana wasn't picked first round. He was like a third round or second. I can't remember. I but all these other, you brought all these other names back in our chat, LeBron James and uh, Serena Williams. And I have no idea who else, which are different sports whatsoever. But still, those guys were talented right off like college. Everyone wanted them for their team. This guy, no one wanted him. He was a compensatory sixth draft pick out of nowhere. And I don't even think Belichick won it. Belichick is the luckiest man ever. And they just got proven that they, the guy that was the Patriots engine was Tom Brady, never Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick just had probably a more talented quarterback, arm-wise or whatever, in Cam Newton, and he couldn't do nothing. You know who else didn't want him? The 49ers. The Bay Area. The boy is from the Bay Area. They He's could have had him. him. They just didn't care. In the history of the NFL, nobody here claims it, claims him. Nobody gives a crap about Tom Brady. In San Mateo. Why? That, that's, that's yeah. Go off to Boston, buddy. Go go build your little career. Because he later. killed the Raiders and he took down the Joe Montana argument. Oh, I'm gonna hang my hand on Joe Montana all this time. Now you can't. Now you can't do it. It's over. We don't, we don't claim the man. We claim. You know Mark who else you guys didn't claim? Aaron Rodgers. He, he wanted to play here, and no one – So the 49ers have done many bad decisions ever since. <laughs> no, I'm not saying 49ers. I'm saying actual Bay Area residents. I don't – yeah, I don't get it. Bay do because, not ride with Brady. Because of the Joe Montana and Raiders thing. No, because the Patriots are the – are Prince of – or Palpatine. Well, not anymore. Now it's not even the Patriots. It's the Buccaneers. Yeah, whatever. It just means Kylo Ren like <laughs> couldn't stick with his alliance. Oh, he's a quitter. He quit on the Patriots. What? Yeah, quitter. The Patriots quitted on quitter. him. They didn't want he wanted. He just wanted a little more money because you know what? What's something else that Tom Brady does that no other athlete does? He takes salary. He doesn't want to be the best paid quarterback even because. That helps him build a better team around him. That's the, I think that's the whole secret, and that's what's going to kill Patrick Mahomes. Like we, we were discussing with Vivian, that's what killed uh, Russell Wilson and the, and the Seahawks, all these dynasties, because they want more money. Then they get all this huge, and then they can't pay for an offensive line. They can't pay for nothing. And that's probably the thing I admire most of Tom Brady is that humility to, like, I don't even care about the money. I care about the championships. Well, he didn't care about his teammates. 
Because there, there's been no franchise in the NFL who has treated its former members worse than the Patriots. Okay, I'm not talking about the Patriots. I'm not defending the Patriots. No matter how much you've done for them. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about Tom Brady and his salary cuts. Tom Brady spent 20 years with the Patriots. And he can buy a Jack if he wants to. I don't care. The men that he fought with day after day after day just sent him off to die on the scrap heap of the NFL with their broken bones and their twisted ligaments and their concussed brains. (laughs) Just see you later, fellas. Oh, man. Oh, Tobin, Tobin. (laughs) Can't wait for the Tobin Against Football podcast. (laughs) That's going to be fun. Okay. Well, do you guys want to do your closing points? Yeah. No, I have a feeling that our audience is already bored with Milton and I yelling at each other. Yeah. So I, I suggest, Vivian, you just lean in and put an end to this thing. No, thank you, Tobin. Thank you. I think you've voiced a lot of people out there. Janelle, for example. This is a segment we want to have like more often with you. Tobin versus something. Long time first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> well, people, you had him. The man, the myth, the legend, Tobin. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Vivian, for all your insight, all your amazing in- insight into the game of football. Um, this is it. Uh, no more football for like since I, I don't know until summer. If there's more football, I don't know what's gonna happen. Anyways, uh, we're gonna miss it. In the meantime, stay wise. Always vote for championship, not the money. Glory is more than money, people. Okay. And see you next week. We are out like the Chiefs. Super Bowl.